32GI. Leading sports nutrition provider. Focused on health and performance. 32GI. Trusted sports nutrition advisors. Welcome back to 32GI Sports Nutrition with Mark Wolf and myself, Mr. Active, David Katzer. We recently talked about uh, detoxing in a podcast. Mark talked about the importance of uh, hydration. Obviously, around events, this becomes super important. But as bad as dehydration is, we've got that problem of overhydration. I think everyone has had a bad experience both ways at some point in their career. So, Mark, touching on that and, and the importance of water absorption, I mean, maybe just looking post-event when people are trying to hydrate up to an event and during race day, what are the some important things? How can people, or, or should I say, how do we absorb water better while we are racing and preparing for a race? Look, I think, I think naturally, uh, you know, you can consume water. I think I, I advise people consuming water more frequently as opposed to consuming too many large amounts at once because, I mean, physiologically, the body, the human body is only capable of absorbing a certain amount of fluid per, over a period of time. Uh, that could differ from person to person. But, I mean, it could be anywhere from 200, 200 milliliters per every 20 minutes up to maybe 300 milliliters per every 20 minutes, depending on a person. But, I mean, the body is only capable of absorbing a certain amount of fluid uh, over a period of time. So, obviously, smaller... Smaller doses of fluid intake over a period of time will obviously help maximize that absorption. That's the first thing. The second thing is that obviously minerals such as uh, salt or sodium uh, obviously can also increase the amount of fluid that the body is capable of absorbing. And the reason for that is that uh, we look at the osmolality. In other words, uh, there's a sort of osmosis effect that takes place in the digestive system uh, between uh, the fluid and obviously between those minerals, they can actually increase the osmolality in the stomach and pull the water through the tracks a lot, uh, a lot more efficiently. I think when it comes to events, though, that's a completely different story um, because during an event, there's a lot of messages that the body receives and sometimes it tricks the mind into thinking you need to drink more or maybe you need to drink less. Um, heat plays a very critical role, so temperature plays a very critical role because obviously the, the hotter it is, the more you're craving something cold maybe to put into the mouth and you start to drink also. Um, so there's, there's a few aspects when it comes to, to during an event. I think firstly, um, and, and, this, and this should start taking place during training, one of the things, now if you really want to be pedantic, one of the things that I've experimented many, many years ago is I've actually gone and I've trained without any fluid whatsoever and over a period of time in various temperatures, and I've actually measured my body weight before exercise and after exercise to see how much fluid I lost in the form of, obviously, sweat. Um, it could be a kilo, it could be two kilos, and then basically using utilizing that formula, I could actually calculate um, exactly how much fluid intake I would need per an hour under various temperature conditions um, to see what I'd need to put back into the body to try and help replenish. Now, you'll never, ever, ever be able to get to the uh, exact amount of fluid that you've lost. I mean, if you've lost a, 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 a kilogram or let's say a, a kilogram of weight, which is like maybe equates to a liter of fluid, if you've lost a liter of fluid, there's no ways you can go and drink a liter of fluid and get that back into the body. Your body's definitely not going to be able to absorb it. So you, you need to try and replenish to a certain percentage of what you've lost. Um, I don't think any athlete has really 
had major issues from uh, being slightly dehydrated during an event. And if you look at any of the world's top athletes, they do finish an event dehydrated. We all finish dehydrated. But finishing an event overhydrated, or, or not even finishing an event overhydrated, overhydration uh, is deadly. Uh, we call that hyponatremia, and basically that can cause or, or lead to really severe issues, which can even lead to death. So I think the important thing is, is that you, you need to try and understand during training what kind of fluid intake you require so that you prepare your body sufficiently so that when you're racing, you can try and sort of stick to that type of fluid intake, um, that you don't overdo it and you don't underdo it, but you know that you know what your body can handle. How do you know if you, uh, if you, if you hydrated sufficiently? And I think the most important thing is during an event is that, uh, for example, I, I did Roth a couple of, uh, uh, of weeks ago. Uh, one of the things that I feel during the bike leg, because that's the most important part of the entire race to be hydrated, um, is that you, I feel this sort of mild feeling of like, I want to go to the toilet. However, it's not severe that it's going to make me stop. Um, and, and, and because there's no bladder overload. So in other words, there's, a, there's that slight feeling, etc. And over a long, long endurance event, that slight feeling of probably needing the toilet is fine. And at that stage, I know that I don't have to take in fluid. I can actually sweat out quite a fair amount, and I can start to replenish with time and try and maintain a sort of balance as I go along. How do you know if you've overhydrated during an event? It's quite simple. I call it the washing machine effect. You basically, if you're running, um, it's probably easier to hear, but basically you, you feel... And you can even hear sometimes there's a sloshing effect in your stomach. You can actually feel the water sort of bouncing up and down between the walls of the stomach. You completely know at that stage that you've overhydrated. What do you need to do at that stage? You need to absolutely stop drinking. There's no reason to drink. There's fluid sitting in your stomach and it's not being absorbed. How do you help aid the absorption? Well, you need to take in salt to pull that fluid through the, through the, through the digestive tracts and get it into the system. So, so I think at, at, at that stage... Um, you, you know, that's, that's sort of uh, uh, post-overhydration. That's what you'd have to do to try and stop you getting into a more dehydrated situation. The thing is, is that obviously when you're racing in a very hot, even maybe humid environment, you tend to lose a lot more fluids a lot more quicker if you're not acclimatized to that environment. And then the question is, okay, I need to drink more. Assuming you need to drink more. I think maybe a lot of people think that they need to drink more. Um, how do you get that fluid absorbed at a higher rate. And if you are going to drink more, by all means, you need to add a mineral or e even taking a little bit extra salt in order to be able to maximize the absorption um, of that amount of fluid that you're taking in. So I think I hope that makes sense from my point of view. I mean, uh, I hope that makes sense to you. It makes a lot of sense. I think you would have had a lot of people nodding their heads. One, when you talked about that, that state in a race where you feel like you need to go, but you don't. I think a lot of people sit there. And also with the sloshing, if anyone's ever been there, it is a terrible feeling. As you said, I mean, you almost know that cannot be good for you. But what I want to find out more is you mentioned about salt and using salt to help absorb that liquid. Himalayan salt now at the moment, I hear so many great things about it and that that could be something, even if you're just training on water, is a bit of Himalayan salt in your water to do just that, help with the absorption. Is that true? Look, uh, I mean, whether it's normal salt or Himalayan salt, Himalayan salt, I think, has got a few more minerals than normal salt. Uh, I haven't gone and done an in-depth analysis, but from a health perspective, it is known to have you know, a more mineral-dense, let's say, properties than, than normal, say, table salts. Um, same as sea salt, actually. 
So, so the thing is, is that um, I think the, the the point of the matter is, is it's the sodium that's quite critical in this process. It's not really all the minerals that are involved there. It's actually the sodium, and the sodium the sodium is 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 what's going to help with that fluid absorption. Why? Because, and this is something that um, that people should know. When you sweat, basically, okay, you you're losing uh, sweat is hypertonic. You're basically losing more fluid than you are. You are losing minerals, but you're losing a lot more fluid than you are losing minerals. So what actually happens is that your sodium levels become concentrated, okay, and as they become concentrated, what actually happens is that triggers the thirst. You get that dryness in your throat. So to me, thirst is the most accurate trigger mechanism, and it's it's a God-given mechanism. It says, yeah, you need to drink uh, because. Uh, you've lost a lot of fluid, so your sodium levels are concentrated. Now it triggers the thirst. You need to drink. You need to find that balance between fluid and sodium in the system. Obviously, if you overhydrate and you drink too much, you're going to dilute your blood, uh, your, your blood sodium plasma, and that, and that is very, very dangerous. That, that's what causes probably swelling in the brain. It can cause failure of organs, etc. And and that's what actually leads to a diastrate situation. So if you're in that situation, you need to take salt in to be able to bring that sodium level back up and balance it out with the fluid. Dehydration is, is the opposite, is that um, your fluid levels are dropping completely, 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 and your sodium levels are, are obviously becoming more and more concentrated in the system. That is not life-threatening as opposed to what hyponatremia is. I mean, you, you know, I always tell people you can wander in the desert for three days and maybe then you'll die of dehydration. But the thing is, is that um, uh, the hyponatremia is something that needs to be dealt with immediately. I think a lot of people are scared of dehydrating. And I always tell people, you know, if you listen to your thirst mechanism, you're not going to have to stress too much about dehydration because you really need to not drink for a long period of time to really get yourself into diastrosis um, as far as dehydration goes. Now, if we look at a race like Comrades Marathon, I mean, you know, um, that there's water tables so often en route. I mean, you're talking every two and a half kilometers to three kilometers en route, there's water tables. And what actually happens is that people tend to drink from every single table. And the point of the matter is, is that early in the morning, the temperatures are very cold, and obviously the temperatures build up through the day, and this can be through any event, whether it's a, 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 a challenge event, whether it's a, a long-distance triathlon, whatever it is, temperature in the morning to temperature in the in the in the afternoon is changing uh, rapidly. Well, you're assuming it is. In some environments, maybe it gets colder. But when the temperatures do increase, the problem is is that your body doesn't have the same rate of it. It can it doesn't absorb at the same uh, rate that it did in the in, in the cool environment. And the problem is is that people tend to start to overhydrate. They start to drink a little bit more. Why? Because they want to cool themselves. And taking in that fluid on the inside makes them feel very good. And that's something they should try and avoid. Rather cool from the outside than cool from the inside. So when you talk about hydration, you need to talk about what I call um, uh, fluid intake management. In other words, don't overdo it. Don't underdo it. Find a nice little balance. Um, in that case, you probably wouldn't even need to take in salt. I think salt is more for people that um, know that they're going to take in a lot more fluid, so they need to increase the salt content. Um, and second of all, if you look at some athletes, uh, they train in cooler environments. So if you train in an environment which is a lot colder, so let's say somebody in the UK, they're training uh, mainly through winter, et cetera, it's a cooler environment, and suddenly they're going to go and race in uh, a very hot and humid environment, their body hasn't acclimatized to that heat. So because it hasn't acclimatized to the heat, they, 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 um, their fluid loss is going to be quite excessive, more excessive than somebody that has acclimatized heat. And without a doubt, they'll be taking in more fluid and they would need to probably take in salt in order to be able to, to manage that fl uh, fluid absorption. 
So there's a lot of things to look at, but I always tell people, if you, if you train and you're acclimatized to hot conditions and you're going to race in those same conditions, and it's always a good idea to acclimatize to those conditions, you're going to race in those same conditions, you, don't, you, you should already have your hydration sort of package down-packed for the actual event. Now, if you're training in South Africa and it's winter and you're going to go and race in the Europe in summer, you should probably go out late in the day when it's hotter. So maybe instead of training at 6, 7 in the morning, train at 12 or midday, don't do those long sessions when it is hotter so that you can try and acclimatize more to those conditions. I know some athletes that sit on an indoor trainer or a treadmill in a room and actually switch on a heater and they heat up the room to try and simulate conditions that they are going to race in in order that their bodies acclimatize to that so they can ap- accurately also play with their nutrition, play with their hydration strategies, and make sure that they get to the event properly prepared um, in all manners. And uh, so those are little tricks that people do here or there. Joel, Mark, um, you've given a wealth of information there. I think people are going to take a lot out of this podcast, and I'm really glad you touched on that fact of overhydration because people still do think dehydration is the bigger risk of the two. And uh, you talked about that salt. Anyone who does endurance events in South Africa knows about those salted potatoes. I'm not a big potato eater, but on an endurance event, there's nothing like a salted potato. But from Mark Wolf and myself, Mr. Active David Katz, on 32GI Sports Nutrition, we'll catch up with you next time. 32GI. Leading sports nutrition provider. Focused on health and performance. 32GI. Trusted sports nutrition advisors.